Welcome back, everyone, uh, to Struggle Circle by Style Circle. Um, this is Naomi, and this week we have a few, a smaller team, I guess. Um, there's just three of us here today, but that does not mean there's going to be a shortage of dialogue. Today we're going to jump into talking about collaboration and our struggles as fashion students and emerging fashion professionals with collaborating, working with others, and we really want to get down to business and figure out, is collaborating key? Um, so I have with me this week, Anna Evans. Say hi, hi. Um, But I also have our director of marketing and photography, Emmett Sharouk, is also back. What up? Um, so we're going to jump into a whole bunch of stuff today. Um, so I guess I'll just start us off. Um, being fashion professionals in Toronto specifically and fashion students, um, a lot of us know the industry here is pretty small. Um, so how do you go about collaborating, A, in a small industry where people pretty much know everybody? Um, does that make collaborating easier? Does it make it harder? Um, but also how do you find people to work with if you don't know anybody? Like if you're just coming into the industry? Well, those Personally, are two big questions, yeah, so huge, pick yeah. whichever one you want. So for me, because I'm not, I don't consider myself like really in the industry as yet. I mean, I'm working in it, but it's a little bit, Naomi, you and I are in creative industry. So I guess from the onset of the university, I just felt a little bit disconnect, even more disconnected than I guess fashion students would. I mean, Emmett, you could probably speak to that, but I felt pretty separated from it um, in first year. And I, I think... Being in school definitely helps. Um, in my third year, I was I got the opportunity to be an exec for MassX, and I think that really helped me. It allowed me to um, collaborate with students who really are uh, more directly, you know, in the fashion industry because they're in the actual fashion program here at Ryerson. And so, with that opportunity, I really made an effort to get to know these people, you know, on a personal level. So now. Zoya is like one of my best friends and she was on the team with me and I think that's really how I've gone about gone about it personally my key is like kind of party with someone and you'll really get to know them quickly <laughs> um and For those of you who don't know Anna she's our resident party <laughs> animal so that's where that's coming from <laughs> yeah um but yeah so I just kind of like I started out really trying to make a personal connection and then kind of grew into the you know professional connection so um if you like someone if you like who they are as a person you're just going to get along better when you work professionally especially because professional stresses are obviously there's more um at stake with them so yeah that's kind of what I've done so far I think it's interesting because there is this fine line between is it harder to make connections to collaborate um in Toronto because it's smaller um or is it easier um, because on one end of the scale, it's easier because it's a smaller pool to pull from. So yeah. obviously there's less people doing the, like what you are doing or less, less say for me as a photographer, there's less stylists out there. So I have more to pull from. There's less photographers. So stylists have like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, Your name goes around. Kind of. Yeah. So yeah. it's easier to kind of get out there. But then on the other hand, once you get in those types of situations where it's like you secure like kind of like a team, it's hard to break those barriers. Same thing with jobs. It's hard to get those types of jobs because they it's might so already have small. Someone. They usually pick the same people. I work at a creative agency um, in Toronto and we're based out of Montreal and Vancouver as well. And even within Canada, it's such a small pool. And I can see like I'm not doing I do marketing stuff, so I'm not like doing booking or anything like that. But um I see because I again I'm getting I'm processing work that is given to us and putting it in the crack folders and putting it on the websites and stuff like that and I see it's kind of like this weird trend where it's like the same people work with the same people yeah. and then the same companies work with the same people so it's really hard because there's just like weird like mm -hmm. and I bet like it's yeah. scary to you know as if you were one of those people in the rotation if you mess up one thing oh 100%. there's there's just yeah. that's kind of it and like for example, um, Fashion Week here in Toronto is produced by, like, the same company. Yep. All the shows are produced by one company. There's no real opportunity, especially as young people like us starting up if we want to start a company in a particular area of the industry. it's It just seems more daunting um, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, gaining your first client yeah. than maybe it would be if the pool was a little bit bigger. Yeah, and kind of touching on the Fashion Week point, um, it also kind of seems like because the industry is so small, 
the power is also concentrated in the same yep. few, like, very small group. Like you said, Anna, like, Fashion Week now, it's kind of more sprinkled as a result of, like, all the drama that's been going on with, like, IMG leaving Fashion Week and then all these other companies kind of coming in and trying to fill that void. Um, but even looking as kind of an emerging person trying to come into the industry, you kind of notice really quickly who you have to connect with it's in order clicky. to get to the it's next clicky. spot because all the power players yeah. are this you, really small yeah. group. But then you don't know, like, I mean, if whatever those people, whoever those people are, there's a select few, but I bet they really have a hard time dis- distinguishing between the people who they're kind of, uh, who are authentically trying to create a connection and those trying to, you yeah. know, get a, gain a step up because obviously if you're in that position, you know that you're one of the few. Mm-hmm. Um so it's interesting, like the Beckerman sisters we talked about before, like, I wonder, I mean, all of us know who they are, yeah. and at Fashion Week, we want to go up to them, but it's like, at some point, you're just going to feel a little bit discouraged because we're all doing the same thing. We're all yeah. going up to They're them, all and how do you... being approached. Yeah, and so how do you find something that you have in common with these people who, I mean, it's everyone's trying to do that at the same time. I found that um, when I've tried to make connections with people, I'm, I said this anecdote in a previous episode, but I went up to um, the editor-in-chief of MTV Fora with that whole, like, I look like Harry Styles, like, hire me (laughs) thing. And I sent her the photo. And, like, that was a really key thing for me to do because, I mean, I was at a networking event. The event was specifically for what I was attempting Mm -hmm. to do. And so from her perspective, she probably was like, oh, another person, like, looking for a job. Um, So it's one of those things where you really have to, um, try to, you know, distinguish yourself from the crowd, but in such a small pool, mm-hmm. it's w- of the people that you're trying to connect with, it gets pretty scary. <laughs> it's it's also hard, like, for me as a photographer, my whole career is based on collaborating yeah. and making these connections. And so it's, like, it is hard to, like, be genuine about something and be, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. be genuine with it, but then also, like, how can we work together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it also sometimes will come off as like you're using someone, which is really hard. I was going to say, I like what you said earlier about like the whole partying thing because like we had a work party at the agency and I met some people who weren't necessarily repped by us, um, but were in the industry and then they had asked her like, let's do something sometime and you get their connection and social media is such a big thing. Like you add them on social media. Um, I don't know. It's... It, it, Again, Drinks it's like, make the inhibitions fly, and so you can until really, it gets to a certain point, and then, yeah, you're then like, you're yes, everything goes downhill. You, you need yeah. to be very strategic yeah. with yeah, yeah. that. But this is <laughs> two drink what, limit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three. Um, <laughs> this is why what you just said about you being, you know, a photographer, and it's kind of like we've talked about this before. We feel like you have to hustle all the time, and that's mm-hmm. why I think that's a huge reason why I've kind of moved away from the freelance world. Like, I just I don't know if my resolution as a person could deal with that over the years it just seems it's so much work and i'm interested emmett from your perspective like if you get tired if it gets tiring and if how like kind of how you've like managed it um it is kind of tiring in a sense like for me i'm the type of person like this is just based on me i am the type of person when i meet people i'm actually really anxious like i don't I'm really shut. You wouldn't think you that, wouldn't, yeah. right? Because once I get to know you, I don't shut up. Yeah. But when I meet new people, it's that's because like, we're privileged to be close to you. Right. <laughs> right. Blast. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, like I find it really hard to, to kind of like break that barrier with people sometimes, and then that goes into the same thing as like I am very self conscious when I'm working and doing my photography, and then also of what my work says. About and you. what it looks like. And I'm always, I'm my worst critic all the time. Like, you could tell me. Yes. You, yeah, you could say <laughs> ever much for that. And we told you how good you, you are. You could tell me yeah, as many yeah. times as you want that my work is, like, great. But I'm going to be like, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. And it's the same thing because I for always, For anyone like, who wants to see his work, check out the book by Style Circle. That too. Three. Or check, should I, like. Shameless plug. Or also, peep, Emmett peep Instagram. Photography yeah. on yeah, Instagram. My, yeah, yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> Shameless plug. Thanks, guys. Let's go find him. Yeah. I'll pay you after the show. Um sponsorship yeah um but yeah it, it, for me it's it, it is a bit hard but other people have an easier time doing that again i was doing a shoot the other day um doing some test shots with elite toronto like the modeling agency and even like working with new models that come in i'm so anxious because it's 
there's I just I think of so many different things and it's like oh if something's not going right with a shoe like I have to adjust lighting and I keep having to adjust it until I'm happy with it then they I think they're judging me so it's that whole thing it's even like professional things and it's like oh like do I want to go up to that person at a party and be like hey like I love your work right and then they check out my work and it's to them not as good as you know, it, yeah. it's or like not their vibe or whatever. yeah I'm just like super self-conscious in that sense so it yeah. kind of it is a draining thing but like and that's why I kind of I have a tendency it's going back to what I said before I have the tendency of working with the same people all the time same stylist same makeup artist yeah right which is interesting so it's kind of like you're searching for a bit of a routine in a non-routine environment but it's interesting because Naomi and I have kind of gone the other route of like going with kind of corporations and and yep. kind of older companies or you're in like the government you know stuff that is more structured a bit more secure and i know why i do that it's because as i said like i just think the non-routine kind of lifestyle is just a bit scary for me oh i hate it you do oh my god i am so so basically you kind of thrive in it too my thing is that i i need pressure put on me in order to succeed right i'm the type of person who when i was doing my thesis last year I was literally doing it the last like four days before it was due. I needed that pressure to do it. I'm that type of person, right? So if I have deadlines and things, but then I get scared in the sense that like now I have all summer where I don't have any responsibilities other than going to work. Am I going to be creating your own content? Yeah. Right. And do I owe that content to people? So if I don't have someone being like Naomi being like, hey, let's do the shoot. We did a shoot. And then she doesn't give me a deadline when it's due. Then I don't have anything, so I'm like, oh, yeah, right? yeah, which yeah. is real. That's what I have to work on as a person. Yeah, um, like I think it's human nature. Yeah. yeah, but I hate it. Honestly, like I wish I had like more structure, like a certain amount of structure. Mm-hmm. But then I also need flexibility for doing what I do. Yeah, because right? you're you're creative. Right, you're really I feel like person. I'm in kind of the perfect situation right now, just listening mm-hmm. to the two of you because. I just recently this week secured a job for the summer, um, which is full time, which is really nice. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Um, It broke. And uh, (laughs) yeah, that's the most exciting part of all of this. Let's be real. Um, But the thing that I'm really excited about is that it's a typical kind of nine to five, but it's not one of those jobs that comes home with you. Like I know I've Oh yes. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who like work in PR or like who work in more kind of like client based work. And yes, even though their job is technically supposed to be nine to five, yeah. they end up coming in earlier or they stay later or if shit hits the fan at four o'clock, you're there until ten and mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas I've interned in this office before and it's really not like that. Like most of the support staff, if it's four PM yep. and they work eight to four, like they are out at four oh one, like in the yeah. elevator, My already going down, like, <laughs> like car is started, yeah. and they have their evenings and weekends to themselves. So I'm really looking forward to having that because I can have that structure and that kind of like big girl job yeah. during the day. But I feel like it's also going to give me a lot of opportunity to do more creative kind of freelancey consulting things yeah. in the evenings and weekends, which I'm excited about because when I was in school, like you both know, I've yeah. been crazy busy to the point where I haven't really been able to do personal projects. So now I'm kind of really excited that I'll have more time to do both. I was literally thinking about this yesterday. What? The fact that, like, doing a creative job, it's not a nine-to-five. No. I will do a shoot and I'll spend, say, say take, for example, when we did the cover shoot. That was two separate days because I had done a setup before, like, getting it ready and testing everything. That was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I did the full day. And by the time I got home, it was 11 o'clock. But it didn't stop there because then I had two weeks to get all these photos where I had to work around my my job, my two-day jobs while doing school and then editing these photos. So it's not like a... Like I, Being a creator is not a nine-to-five. Oh, God, thing. no. Oh. It's a not, it's, and it, it, there's no structure in the sense that you never know when you're going to get a call. It's, om- it's weirdly almost like one of those like paramedic or fire... Yeah. Fireman, firewoman. Yeah. Fireperson. Fireperson, there we go. Uh, jobs <laughs> where it's like... Correct. Firefighter. Yeah, oh, that. that's Sorry. the word. I'm, I'm the I least totally eloquent person <laughs> to do this. Anyway, um, it's like one of those where it's like you never know. Like someone could cancel and you can get a call being like, can you do a shoot tomorrow? Yeah. You have to be ready. A lot of it is very and kind of s- like hurry up and wait and you, kind of where you have periods yeah. of slow and then periods of crazy and, and like, then things come up. I literally, And my whole motto is never say no. 
Yeah. And it's really hard because I do that and then I get myself so overwhelmed. But I do that, but like with social things. <laughs> I do that too, though. That's the other thing is like I have this weird like, oh my God, I have like, See, I say yes to all these like job things and like creative things. And then I'm like, I also want a social life because I like being social. Yeah. It's like hard. See, for me, it's like my personality type is like you, Naomi, where like I think we both really like the structure. But then when things when creative jobs come up, like Mass Exodus for me, that was the best I've literally ever felt in my life. It was the most rewarding thing. And I I don't want to like, I just think felt like my total self. Like I just felt amazing doing it. And I think it turned out really well. So it's interesting. Like my job now, it's exactly like what you're describing where I go in at 10 and I leave at six. And like, I, I sometimes I'll stay an extra hour or two, but it's just based on, that's just based on if I can or want to. I can always come back to things the next morning, generally speaking. But with Mass X, it was something, it like, I would be there until 10 and it was just kind of nice, especially for someone who like me who doesn't do that very often. I don't really do creative projects by myself, um, like unless they're for school and we'd have that like creative project. But even that I didn't But even our it. projects are not creative. No. And so like with something like, you know, producing a fashion show where it kind of you do what you have to do at the in the moment, and then maybe you'll have two days off. Like you just don't Almost know. Fight or flight. Yeah, and it's it's really nice if that's not your every oh, day. Yeah. yeah, which is like for me, it's it's rarely my every day having that. So yeah. it's kind of nice. See, I peak. I feel like I do my best in situations like that. Yeah, that's why. I but did, that's like, why I did well in school all these years. Like I studied the night before, and it's like you said, like having the pressure of it yeah. being tomorrow makes me produce good work but at the same time it really leads to like burnout which is oh, why 100 this year i felt the most relaxed that i have in forever which is I've also had no homework. weird yeah i know like wh- every time like this is like right now i'm feeling that i'm going back into that like chill i'm like what is this yeah, yeah. like what is the point what am i doing i'm like yeah. i feel I'm it's so like relaxed out of body that i feel so unproductive sometimes i'm just like what am i doing yeah. so then i'll oh, like yeah. go and clean my entire house which like I mean, I'm supposed to help with chores. I live at home, but I shouldn't yeah. be cleaning the entire house. But I'll just do it because then I can go to my mom, my mom, and go. I clean the house, and she's like, "Oh wow, <laughs> good for and you." I'm Look like, at you. That, yeah. I know it's like number one. Yeah. That's just validation. But number two, yeah. it just feels like I've accomplished something outside of like the same thing that I do every day at work. Yeah. And do you also find too? I know I've found this, especially in fourth year, um, that like finishing this past two semesters. And especially now in, like, the last week that I've been getting my grades back and stuff. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, at the beginning of the year when I was taking on all of these things, I literally said to myself the first two weeks of school, I'm like, Naomi, you're going to die. Like, you're going to be burnt out this year. Like, it's going to be insane, but it's going to be good. Like, just push through And you were fine. And I was totally fine. And now I'm getting all my grades back. And, like, not to brag, but, like, I did really awesome this semester and i'm really kind of happy it gives me hope but it's just so crazy to think that i actually did so much better and did so much more more because i was already doing more yeah and i actually feel myself be more productive the more that i have going on because the more that you're juggling the more you're just on it whereas when i have really big periods of relaxation i'm like Ugh, I don't want to do anything, let alone get out of bed. Well, in my third year, that's exactly what happened. I had my best academic year while doing Mass X, which is like the biggest time suck of Life. my existence so far. And so I think it is like that thing. If you're already busy, then there's in like, for example, I would be in the Mass X office. It's like, well, I'm done my stuff for the show for this evening, but now I can do my homework. Why would I go home and sit in my bed? I'm just going to like fall asleep. I might as well just stay here grab a coffee, and then, like, go home later. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. And the opposite. Really? Really? My grades suffered because I got so busy. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I, I overwhelmed myself Too so much. much. Well, I mean, to be fair, last year when I was doing fourth year, I'm in a fifth year right now. I'm, I should graduate. No, but I should graduate now, so yeah. <laughs> we good. Anyway, um, no, like, when I was doing fourth year, I was working two jobs, doing an internship, while doing thesis, Doing Style Circle, I was on uh, RCDS, Rising Communication Design Society. Um, and I was also in, uh, also doing image arts coursing and stuff. I feel as like well. cry laughing for you. I right know, now. but see, I did see, and I'm see, the type of person who keeps too doing much. No, I think there's yeah. that fine line where it's like you a, take on too much. Line, yeah, yeah. Whereas for me, I had school, I had three things. a part time job, 
and you define what works yeah, for exactly. you. So you know, I, I think school, three to four is like a good. It, it depends on everyone. Yeah, it totally. Yeah, because then I also and am like the type much, person and how much you work. Like I did two days a week and mass yeah. X in school, and that was good. Same. But if I had worked four days a week, that would have been a whole. I'm also the type of person who prioritizes. I don't think I prioritize the right thing sometimes. You didn't prioritize school, maybe. So I was like, I would do all this work for for like student groups or style circle, and then I'd be like, oh, I deserve a break. Yeah. And so I would then go out. Which technically right? doesn't have the same like. Um, but you feel like you're doing so much as like right? a grade in school. Also, or I would get yeah. home and I'd be so tired yeah. because I would be at school from eight a.m. until, and I also commute and live at home. So I would get home and like say 10 o'clock and I had been up since six because a lot of times I would start work at eight. And so it's like I get home and I'm like, I can't like I can't keep my eyes open but to focus on up, work. That brings up a good point because it's like, I mean, we're in school. So obviously that is especially if you want to do a postgrad, which I mean, I do. And I think Naomi, you do as well. But mm-hmm. it just depends if you want to. But for me, it was like I have to prioritize school, even though I wanted to prioritize maybe my job, because in the end, that'll end up being more important. It's kind of like that thing when you're in school where it's like school is more most important because it produces a grade that yeah. is with you forever. Yeah. But that then with, makes for, you look I think better. You forgot for, about but, for that. You, but for you, I meant yeah. like the student groups were more important and have assisted I learned you. More from they've you done more, so much more and they've for done you. more yeah. for your career. And if you don't want to do a postgrad, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But it's like that weird thing where we get into that whole debate about like our grades or like necessary or should it be pass fail and all that kind of thing. But it just depends. You just prioritize. I think you didn't prioritize incorrectly. I just think you prioritize based on what yeah. you needed to be doing. You also opened another can of worms there. And I know we're kind of going on tra- off track right now. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but the Welcome whole thing, the- <laughs> I know. Welcome to just three chatty girls yeah. sitting here yeah. having a conversation. So in circle, you know, or yeah. knitting circle, whatever. Knitting circle. Sorry. Anyway, um, I was going to say the whole, the can of worms about like doing creative things and getting a mark for it. Mm-hmm. That's oh. like a whole different thing. Oh, because yeah. It's yeah. Like, Sometimes the work you feel most proud of doesn't actually get like a good grade theoretically. Mass, I hate to keep like dropping it, but yeah. which is why I think the class that like the mass exercise class is so effective is because you're not getting marked on the actual production of the show. That's your creative side. You're getting marked on like small assignments throughout the year and like attendance yeah. and like peer evaluations and things that aren't related to the creative output. And I think that's a really it's good still way. how you worked with others. Yeah, it's like how you it's more tangible things. It's not like judging the creative yeah. process or the creative mm-hmm. output. And I think that's a really important um, distinction. And I yeah. think when we in third year, we had that creative project for CI CRI something. I forget what class it was. But you remember like they throughout the semester they were like work on a creative project and even if you don't finish you write an essay. Oh yeah. yeah and I yeah. think that was an also an interesting way to encourage people to, to produce on their own something mm-hmm. creative that they mm-hmm. it was a more of a passion project. Because the actual creative product wasn't marked. And for example, I didn't actually end up producing anything. Yep. I instead wrote about why I didn't I didn't end up producing something mm-hmm. and like what that kind of process was like for me and so i think that's an interesting thing but regardless but with photo yeah. it's different right it's because totally different, yeah. we have certain assignments we have to meet the criteria yeah and if that prof doesn't like that thing you get a bad mark which sucks because it's like you can meet all the right like if they don't like the image arts at ryerson is also very conceptually driven so me as a commercial fashion photographer or commercial photographer in general it's it was kind of hard where i had to find this like happy medium i could have the most technically correct photo that could be used in that could be used shoot. in commercial stuff but yeah. they would mark me based on concept and stuff like that and so if the prof didn't like the concept or something with it you didn't get a lower mark no i wouldn't fail because i submitted something and i don't think you could you can't yeah though yeah. there was a guy in second year who like a prof who is like very like he's like this you didn't to certain people he'd be like this is bad this is a fail do it again mm-hmm. um but i never had that but it started to become that issue where it was like fine art versus commercial. Yeah. And so that's why going back into the collaboration thing, um, doing these things like Style Circle and and making friends with two of my best friends are in, or one is just about to graduate and the other one has graduated and now she works in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like the two that brought me into Style Circle, Brahman and Millie. Shout, Shout out. out. <laughs> um, I should have just said that from the beginning. I don't know why I didn't say that. I was like acting like it was a secret. Um, but they brought me into doing Stat Circle and then doing Stat Circle then brought me into all these other people and meeting like you guys um, and, and doing what I do now. And you have a huge portfolio. Yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't have had that portfolio mm-hmm. if it weren't for probably Bronwyn and Millie doing mm-hmm. Stat Circle and asking me if I wanted to 
do fashion just shoots. do or just do one it, i think it started with doing that um you know that big group shot i did with you guys yeah yeah yeah. it started with that photo. i had never really da- like dabbled in like doing fashion stuff sure i'd done like other stuff and i was like oh this is fun but i never took it seriously yeah and then doing that i was like oh this is fun and then it's grown from there from one thing to another i ended yeah. up doing more and more and here i am now right. now your go-to my go-to photographer yeah Get a girl. She went yeah. Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, that'll be uh, commissioned. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored post. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So to kind of bring it back into collaborating a little bit more, I think Anna, your mass exodus example and Emmett, your just kind of like general photography yep. and style circle examples are really good. Um, have you, either of you ever had collaborative experiences where you've maybe not liked the people you're collaborating with? Oh my with? God. Yep. And, oh and, and, my God. And how do we kind of, how do so, you navigate that space where, because the Toronto industry is so small, right? Like, first. my hand how is do currently you not in the air break between. those bridges? Great question. I will let so, you out of the gate now. <laughs> this comes back once again to my mass exodus example. Do you do anything else? You know what? I really don't. did not. <laughs> did not. This is my greatest achievement. Don't take it away from me. I'm not. Okay, so, um, I don't want to be shady, oh, but like. My group, not the execs, but like my group in Mass X, there were some, there were some issues there, and it stemmed from me being in a different program from fashion, which has been a running thing yeah. mm-hmm. for the last couple of years since creative industry started. The fashion students have not been the most thrilled with um, creative industry students coming into their classes, although we probably just ruined the curve. Holla! Yeah. But anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was, I wish I could say that there was a resolution that was founded based on, like, me coming, I don't know, coming into a, just, like, a mature realization that, like, or just a, a solution. But basically, it was just, like, when you have people coming into a project with you who don't think you you deserve to be there, which was my circumstance, basically, what I determined was that I just have to prove my worth through my work and so that's basically what I did um and by the end it was just about building respect and I think I mean people should come into it with an open mind and that's I mean it's hard to change people who maybe don't do that automatically but I think my experience ended up being positive because hopefully I opened up these people's eyes and so the next project they work on they'll come in with an open mind um, I've ended up being friends with these people. So it's like it with some of them at least. And so it's just about, you know, if people come into it in kind of like a, I don't want to say threatened, but you know, in a position of maybe just not liking the circumstance, like on edge, on edge, or their friends didn't get the opportunity that you got or whatever it is. It's really just about proving your, that you deserve to be there. And that's really the only thing you can do other than, you know, make friends with them on a personal level, which is also what I tried to do. But it, it I think it's like a balancing act. You can do both. It just kind of has to move in tandem. Um, but in other ways, like, I think because touching on what we talked about before, which was, um, you know, that the, this industry in Toronto and in Canada is so small, I find, I mean, the feeling of competition is always there. And it's really just about kind of getting past, like, your ego of, you know, I'm, I deserve this or I should be here or once these people, swallow your pride. you just, yeah. And you just have to like, even if these people come in with a negative attitude, you just can't, you can't let it stay yeah. like, you just affect you, you know? Yeah. No, I've had similar experiences too. And again, being in a situation where my career depends yeah. on other people. I, same thing as like people who are in film as well. Like um, sure, photographers work more independently than, say, people who are in film and stuff like that. Um, but it's just the same uh, because I will have, when I'm doing a shoot, depending on the shoot, I will have upwards of 5 to 10 to 15 people on a set with me, whether that's hair and makeup, stylists, designers, models, the agents for models. Like, So there's bound to be that kind of like, you're not going to get along with everyone. That's like in life in general. You're not going to get along with everyone. Um, but I think it's important to sometimes, again, swallow your pride and you just have to... Just it depends. It's really hard because, again, it's. I keep talking about this fine line with different things because there is a fine line so many times with like everything that's like everything in the world. Yeah. There's like a fine line with, right? Um, because obviously, like if you're doing the shoot or something like that, 
um, and someone else is like overstepping their boundary or if you're the person running the shoot and you don't like the way the hair and makeup look, obviously it's your shoot. You want to make it the best it can be. It's really hard because like you, it's almost like it's like walking on eggshells because yeah. you got to be like. But it is frustrating, I'm sure, in your situation yeah. as well, being like in a freelance kind of environment, having to prove yourself. I mean, that's how I felt for basically yeah. eight months. And it's like, at what point do you expect people to just like trust you? You know, Oh, it's very hard. It's hard. And I've been in circumstances. I'm the first one to admit I've made many mistakes over the last four years. Four, sorry, five years being in university. Um even just crossing like friends who are in the industry and, and not in a bad way and not intentionally, but like you get caught up in the heat of the moment sometimes. Also, like it's what my, my one rule of advice that I can tell anyone, no matter what job, whatever, is differentiate work from friendship. Like honestly, yes, you, yeah. because that's where things start getting messy, where it's like you're I, I'm friends with most people I work with. So it's really hard to right? And I've and I've tried my best to like differentiate those things sometimes you forget and there's been things said where i may say something about someone's work or something like that and then it gets back to them and then it's like a tumbleweed effect where it just like keeps going and it gets into this thing um and that's not good especially in a small industry like toronto where you you do one thing that ripples down right i've been in circumstances with people who um where i wasn't the one who had done something wrong but someone else in the job or something like that had had crossed a line or done something they weren't supposed to um and it's hard too because even though that person could be wrong they could then spin it and spin it in a different way being like telling these other people where it's like it was it was your fault it was my fault right and you get into hurt feelings oh and then you get and then you can't have all these other people come back to you and they're like why heard this happened and i was like that's not right and it's hard because once one thing to once it's small too once you drama once you like have a match and you put gasoline on it it just keeps going until you know what i mean so it's like hard to kind of end it um so it is really like i my advice is to kind of differentiate those two it's really hard Hard, though especially if you're the type of personality like you are where you like automatically socialize i do the same thing oh yeah i'm like friends with everyone i work with on set it's funny because it can go two ways like you're saying it can go badly and in other ways like in in another circumstance maybe even at the beginning of a relationship it can go it can really assist in bridging the gap i mean for me that definitely helped was like trying to make friends with people who maybe didn't see um my ability as of yet mostly because i'm not in their program or whatever it is so they've not seen my work before but yeah it can it can as you say, it's it's a delicate line, and you it's have to... super hard. But then also, you can be, you can out of certain circumstances, you can also like build like really great friendships and working relationships. Like um, I again, I tend to work with a lot of the same people, um, even just people who have assist or people do hair and makeup. Like Olive Gray is literally the most amazing human ever, and they um, I work with them on like most like shoots. Um, just because we have such a great working relationship. Um, and, like, I didn't know them before, but now I do. And it's like, oh, like, we message each other on Instagram and all that stuff. Um, even with models, too. I'm, like, I work I, I work with, like, a lot of different models now lately, which was not what I used to do. I used to kind of stick to my, like, as I sometimes like say, like, the muses that I always tend mm-hmm. to use. And now I've been working with more agencies and stuff like that. But I start, I've started building these, like, friendships and stuff like that. And even when we had our book launch mm-hmm. and um, the three – well, two of the cover girls came. The other one couldn't come. But I saw them and I was talking to them. And I was like, oh, like – and they were like, we'd love to work with you again. It was really, like, fun working with you. And so things like that. So it's like, again, it's a toss-up. It's hard. Naomi, how have you felt this year, like, running Style Circle, like, with a bunch of people you already knew? Yeah, also – like you have a bunch of different person, yeah. like every job because you different had personalities. me and I was like, and you also had me, yeah. yeah, which is like, whew, yeah, we're two. we are not the two easiest people. Yeah. But, but this is the thing, like as I'm listening to you both speak, I feel like the team that Luke and I were able to develop this year was very much based on all of those tenants that you both have already mentioned. Is we brought in people that we knew were really good at what they did. So Emmett. You know I love your photography. Luke loves your photography. Millie and Bronwyn obviously had amazing things to (laughs) say about you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So, I mean, in bringing you on to an executive role, that was just an absolute no-brainer. Anna, being in the Creative Industries program with you and getting to work with you on Mass Exodus, kind of closer to the end, um, I really got to kind of see your more administrative kind of 
skill set, I guess. And we also just really hit it off personality-wise, so I knew that... We all write essays, like, the same way. Yeah, exactly. Like, reading a paper by you is like reading a paper by me, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay, this is great. <laughs> this girl's not an idiot. Yay. Yeah. Um, you both. So, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe we're both just like... Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding, by the so way. So that you better was really great, too, where I knew your work. I knew I liked you as a person, and I knew that style circle in itself was going to take a lot of my time. So part of that decision-making process was, okay, if I'm going to put so many hours into this, I want to be doing it with people that, A, I enjoy, and B, people I can rely on. Because the thing that happens in a student group, and this is not just specific to style circle, it is literally any extracurricular where people are not being paid, is you have a lot of varying levels of commitment. And to run a group like style circle to the level that we did this job. year, it is literally another job, and I felt like I was working for a company yep. for free. I mean, we amazingly, like, we accomplished some amazing stuff this year, but that was because of the unbearable dedication of pretty much our exec team and then a few other really special individuals yeah. on our team who just constantly stepped up. Um, but in a team of 55, where only 20 are pretty much contributing on a con- consistent basis which happens with any large group um is you really need to be able to rely on those people a for their skill set but also just for the fact that they're going to show up and with the two of you able to sit and and like have a coffee meeting or whatever but also be able to like start it and be friends you know and this was like every one of our meetings was like that i feel like it was like always like well this is why we ended up all putting in so much time is because we would schedule these meetings for an hour and they would turn into three hours because every time we started a new topic it turned into a personal conversation or like a tangent tangent there and it was literally our time to just rant with people who were similar to us that were experiencing the student same groups thing. or any leadership type of role are literally that's why i'm friends with yeah. everyone who's in these same positions yeah um so yeah collaborating in that way was really important was a building a team of people that luke and i knew were talented but also reliable yeah. and then within that being president and vice president i mean you're always kind of dancing that fine line between professionalism and friendship because yeah. when you do get those really close relationships it's really hard to then, you know, constantly nag a person to have an article in by yeah. their deadline. And so... And not like... And not have them hate you. And not have them hate you. So in the beginning, I was really timid and I would let a lot of deadlines slide just because I didn't want to come off as that person that was taking the extracurricular too seriously. Yeah. But then as the year progressed, I kind of realized, okay this is why I'm in this leadership position. And if I keep letting these deadlines lag, we're not going to get anything done. So then it would turn into a thing where I would message X person a week before their article being like, hey, how's the article going? Do you need any help? I had some ideas going into it. Like, do you want some support? And then it was like, okay, the day before their deadline. Hey, how's it going? Is it good? Like, how are you feeling? Can I see a draft? And then if the deadline was missed, it would be, okay, the day after hey, how's it going? Like, what happened? Do you need a deadline? Like, do you need an extension? Do you need some help? Um, And then from there, it kind of just became more and more intense to the point where it's like, okay, if this is two weeks past your deadline and you volunteer to do this, like, I dislike you now. And you just kind of have to get to that point where it's like people are going to contribute if they want to. And what our exec team learned this year was that when you have a team that is incredibly passionate, it's that much easier because you don't have to nag them because they motivate themselves they want to do it well it's like with a small, so you have to search for people communication that, is key yeah. yeah it's like with a startup though it's like i find with style circle a lot of people it was like well this is just it's small so it doesn't matter but it's like if you want something to be big you have to believe from the from the jump that it's going to be big and so with that you have to do everything as though you know it's going to cost an investor like ten thousand dollars it's like if you want a podcast like this to, to, you know you have to put in the effort yeah you can't just expect something like because you had the idea and you put in a little bit of effort for it to blow up you have to be you have to think from the beginning that it's going to be big and so the production level yeah. has to be to that yeah. and so i think that's something that people like forget they're like oh i'm part of a student group this will look good on my resume but it's like number one you won't get a reference if you didn't participate and also if you want it to really stand out to people, the name needs to get out there. And the only way the name's going to get out there is if everyone yeah. 
is really about it. You it's know? not beneficial to you if you don't put in the work yourself, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of where we got to partway through the year where Luke and I also made the executive decision that we're not going to call ourselves a student group anymore because yeah. you, Emmett, yeah. actually would get approached by people on the street or at events thinking that you were actually fully employed by Style Uh, Circle. When we redid our website design in the summer, that really kind of elevated us to looking like a more industry-level kind of platform. And then when we started going to fashion weeks and interviewing designers and, you know, collaborating and networking with PR people, if you say, oh, hi, I'm from the student group at Ryerson, that has so much less of an impact than if you say, hi, I'm from Style Circle. We're a fashion and lifestyle organization run entirely by students. Those two things make such a different impact, and that was what made the collaboration even more worthwhile because when we started to think that we were big, other people started to think that we were big, and now having stylecircle.org slash the book by Style Circle on your resume looks so, so good. Yeah, so true. And going back to your point about, like, the team and stuff like that, um, we worked really well together, and that's not to say that we didn't have our disagreements too i like i'm we clashed heads multiple times where it was like people stepping on each other's toes yeah but we like all we did was just talk it out and we'd like communicate it right it's the same thing with anything that's like one of the i think that's one thing with collaborating is again a you're not always gonna like everyone knowing you're not competing and you're not yeah and and different personalities don't always get along and i'm not saying that that's with us yeah right but it was like there was like a certain like we are both very driven people and very like but there was a moment too where we kind of like we had our issue, and then once we solved that issue, it was like, okay, yeah, we're, like, fine. we're good. And you sometimes just have to get to that uncomfortable spot where somebody needs to say something, yeah. which is the communication is yeah. key piece. And then once you do, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Let's just move on. And then the whole thing becomes better. Even after. if it's communication to be like, listen, I need some, like, I like I had told I had had so much to do at one point, and then I was trying to edit all these photos yeah. for Style Circle. And then school, like everything. And I was like, okay, I've deleted like all, like I've deleted my Facebook. I've deleted my uh, Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. You can't, you're not going to be able to contact me. I'm letting you know this. Yeah. That's like a huge thing too. Yeah. Right. Even like when I do work, I think one of the things I struggle with a lot is because I'm not the fastest editor when I do photos. And so sometimes agencies really want things quickly. And so I'll do shoots, but I will line up four or five different shoots because I'll book these things and they just happen to fall within one string. So I have to do whatever's first. Also, I'm also doing school. So if I have two essays due, I need to do the do those so I can graduate so there's Mm -hmm. times where it's like I'm still editing things that I had shot like three months ago and I have agencies who were like like on my ass about it and I feel really bad but I told them I was like listen like this is what's up and I communicated with them and sometimes sometimes they sometimes they sometimes they get it I've been in situations where I've then not received emails after like Mm -hmm. I've sent things or I have asked for a model and I haven't got an email back in return and that's not to say that they're ignoring me or anything that they could be really busy um but I know, you know what I mean, there's, again, a fine yeah. line kind of thing. But I think communication is key when collaborating. But going on that, it's so interesting. Like, let's say, I mean, I've been in situations where I f- genuinely felt like I've given com- competing with someone. Not that you guys were competing, but it's similar where if you feel that way, just being like the people who get ahead are the ones who are pleasant to be around. Yeah. If someone is a competitive person and that, that's showing through, mm-hmm. no one is going to want to work with them. So, yeah. for, for example, with you being like, you know, emailing and being like, you know what, I'm really busy. Like, I'll get them. I'll get yeah. pictures to you by yeah. X date. People are like, oh, this person is genuinely cares about our time. And, oh, I feel so bad when I don't you know, meet deadlines. And, but it's like, it shows that you're not basically being like, oh, I'm this person who like doesn't need to, you know, care, follow, follow yeah. worry about it or, or worry about the people who yeah. are around me. You know, and it, I think it all stems together where it's like, just be a pleasant person. People are going to want to work yeah. with you. And generally speaking, things will work out if you're just, you know. And to caring. your point, too, I think kind of the attitude and who you are as a person definitely comes into it because you can be competitive and have that be a negative thing where yeah. you're, you know, burning bridges and stepping on other people's toes to get ahead. But you can also be competitive in the sense that you're competing in a collaborative way where you are so passionate about the thing well, that you're doing first, that like, you're yeah. there, you're early, but you're also bringing everyone else oh, yeah. along with you. And it becomes this, you're still competing and you're still trying to, you know, be better than you were the previous time, but you're not doing it in a malicious way that then makes you look like an asshole. Yeah. I also think that, like, the whole thing about being competitive, like, 
it, it would be really boring if there was no kind of like some type of com- yeah, competitiveness. Yeah. Like it wouldn't push me. Yeah. And the other thing is it, like everyone's competitive with each other no matter what career fields you're in. Like mm-hmm. you could be in accounting, you could be in yeah. If you're not competing, news, you're not getting ahead. Right? Um, but I think there's a, uh, get this, another fine line um, where... There are so many fine lines I know. on your face. Yeah. Um, lots of wrinkles. Yeah. Um, where it's like, I'm friends with a lot of different photographers and creative people. Um, and one of the one photographer who I became friends with, um, I met him through other people. I had added him on Instagram or whatever, and then met him at a party. Um, and he just like, it was like really chill. He was like, hey, how are you doing? Like he acted like, right? But he's been like almost kind of sort of like a mentor, even though we're in the same, like we're in the za- same playing field in terms of like, like he's been like doing it a bit longer, and, and okay. but he's... Like he's in the industry. He's got connections. I got connections. Yeah. But he's always made time when I ask him. I was like, "Hey, can you can you sit down with me and we can go to a coffee shop and can you show me?" And he's taught me different editing techniques to speed up my editing, different things that make my work look more professional. And he's doing that even though I am also his competition. And this is interesting. So let's wherever you end up, you're always going to remember that. And so that like it's like that doesn't just. Be- I mean, it doesn't just benefit you. Like it's benefiting him as well, right? Yeah. Like it's going to end up being helpful to both of you and i also like to reciprocate that too with other people so there's say there's people who are on our our team who are um maybe not as experienced in terms of shooting stuff um or writing stuff or whatever and i'm always like hey like why don't you two work together or why don't you do this shoot i would love for you to do like our editorial for this like let me know like we can sit down and we can get coffee and i can show you what i was taught by someone and or i'll send them links to how to do something or How to People improve. always remember that. Oh, I know. That's thing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's part of, like, it's, again, keeping, like, those That's helpful r- that it is a small industry in that way. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. then you do get the opportunity to help people, and it becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Where you're, like, you're not just your own. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you can spread the, the wealth, kind of. Okay. So, Emmett, as somebody who kind of does a lot of collaborating, because obviously a photographer is kind of the center mm-hmm. of a photo shoot, um... Do you have kind of a system for how you work with people or is every collaborative thing new and different? I say it's different. Um, I guess it really depends. Again, like I've said prior, that I tend to work with the same type of same group of people. Um, so we kind of have a system of how we know. I know how um, my makeup artist wants their station set up. Um I pull from a few, like two or three different people who I have do assist, um, to assist stuff. Um, same for stylists. I don't. I don't know. So for me, it's almost like a routine where we just know. I think what sometimes throws a wrench in it is when I'm having outside sources come into a shoot. So say modeling agencies. Um, when I did this elite test shoot, I wasn't the one planning when the models were coming. So I don't. I knew that I had a block between twelve thirty to five where I was going to have to be ready by twelve thirty that some someone was coming, but I didn't know. Like, I had no, that that was part of the problem where I had three of them show up and another two not show up, but I wasn't told, so I then had to, so it it was hard, but I don't know. It depends on the shoot. I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very meticulous in terms of, like, I, I go into a shoot and I research a lot of what I want in terms of, like, different, like, poses and different, and I try my best. I'm not the most technical shooter when I shoot, um... Sometimes I, I can't be, I'm not the type of person who could be like, I want this, say I find a picture on like Instagram or Pinterest, or something like that. I can't be like, I'm going to make this That's lighting good. look like yeah. this. I kind of just play with it and see how it it goes. Mm. Um, I mean, editing's half of it, so I can change yeah. anything in editing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Every shoot's kind of different, but then sometimes it's the same. I don't know if that answers the question or not. Yeah. Um, Anna, because Mass Exodus was kind of such a huge thing, did you end up developing your own system for how you worked with others along the way or was it just kind of a hot mess the entire time? I think um, I can be the first one to admit I'm not the best at delegating. Like we all had to do peer evaluations and that was kind of like the one thing that people said. It was like I'm, I micromanage. It's mostly because everything that I've ever done has been on my own. I mean, I'm applying to law school and it's, I've always known I was going to do something kind of that wasn't the most collaborative um, but at the same time, I can argue that I really developed a great collaboration technique because, I mean, number one, I became really good friends with all of the execs on MassX. And I think it for me, it really comes from if, am I comfortable with the people I'm working with? If I'm not and I'm questioning 
I mean, Emma, like you said, where you're unsure if people think your work is good or yeah. whatever, how, feeling like you haven't proved yourself yet or you, that you, you think you have, but they aren't responding that way. That doesn't foster collaboration for me. That just makes me more of a micromanager. Um, but when I get along on a personal level, at least in some capacity, then it opens me up to, you know, join in, bring people into my ideas and bring people into my conversation. And so I think in a way I didn't really get away from like my, my tech, um, tendency to micromanage, but I'm also okay with that. Like, I know that I won't be doing stuff like you do, Emmett, where it's going to be 15 people. I'm okay with that. And I, I don't really think I need to change that. I think when it comes down to it, I'm able to collaborate well. Um, but again, yeah, just for me, I feel like I need to have a bit of a personal relationship first, um, which has really only assisted me in life because it just makes me bond personally with people right away I've my social skills have really improved since doing that I can remember being in camps and like from the first day it was like you're gonna be my friend and this is what's gonna happen and da 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 so in a way I'm still micromanaging but I really killed it socially especially when I was little I was like you're gonna sit on the bus with me today and you're gonna sit on the bus with me tomorrow and we're all gonna sit at lunch and we're all gonna hang out and it was like People were kind of like, okay, because a lot of times people want direction. People like structure. People love structure, and I can bring it. I can bring it. So it's <laughs> like, right. yeah. Put that yeah. on your Tinder bio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I bring the structure. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, I mean, we're all still kind of emerging professionals. We have by no means made it, air quotes, yet. Um, but for those of you listening who are maybe in first, second, or third year, you're probably wondering, I don't know a single person in the industry that I want to work in. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in fashion or interested in fashion. And as we've mentioned previously, it's a hard industry get in, to get into, but there's also a lot of advantages. Um, so what are some of our key advice pieces for people who are trying to collaborate more? Or how do you collaborate if you don't know anybody? Go to events. Yeah. Go to school events. Yeah, go on like – there's like a lot of Facebook events about – like Zoya was a guest previously. She's got like the fashion interns group on Facebook. There, th Events get posted frequently, especially if you're a fashion student. You're in a good position because just like attend events. Like Alicia was saying she throws all these events for the fashion course union and like people don't go because they're busy. But really – like they're really good. I've gone to events and it's really paid off. Yeah. Like I've gotten internship opportunities yeah. through it. And I think the only reason I ended up interning at the kit was because I went to a networking event that yeah. Jillian, the fashion editor, was a part of here. And one of my other friends had said, hey, you really need to come to this. These women are going to be there. It'll be a really great opportunity. And I ended up getting an internship. Out I also of it. think knowing what part of if you're interested in fashion or working in fashion, knowing what part of fashion you want to be a part of mm -hmm. is helpful. Trying to figure out that first like for me it was I know knew that I wanted to be in like a producing managerial capacity like I'm I thought about becoming a buyer a producer of sorts like a fashion show producer I though that's where I'm strong is like the business side of the industry and so I've done things that assist me with that I've interned at places that pertain to that particular um, area and that's just that's in general going to help you because you'll meet like minded people. And that's always helpful. I mean, Emmett knows he's been in photography, so he's in that program. Right. Um, yeah. I literally I was going to say is like one of the big things was like getting an internship um, helped me make a lot of different connections, um, even just for the people. I, my internship then turned into this job at the agency. So I now have um, contacts who do booking for jobs and stuff like that upstairs. Um, mind you. They're not, they haven't really like taken notice of my work because I'm not the type of person to be like, hey, you want to look at my work? Here's um, my demo. <laughs> yeah. Um, watch out. Drop, drop <laughs> yeah. my mixtape. Yeah. Um, but like, I know the kind of industry, like the back end of that kind of industry now. And I have those contacts that say, I if I stay there for maybe two more years and then decide I want to just focus on freelance work, I have them. To kind of like they can you know what I mean as a reference, um, going to events is a huge one. Um, Being on campus, yeah, volunteering. So that's again going back to what I said it before. Sounds all so. It, it sounds, sounds like we're repeating. It sounds yeah. like we're part of the university, and we're like spend time on campus. But really, like it helps. 
sit at Balzac's and like, you know, if you see someone's work, just be like, oh, that's really sick. Yeah. Like do kind something on that more authentic. Yeah. yeah. And I also find too, I mean, for me over the last couple of years, I've developed a pretty good system of collaborating, I think, where I've somehow inadvertently morphed into this person that just cold calls people. Really? Oh, so okay. I was well, going to okay, say. My brother cold- told me to do this and I was like, nope. <laughs> okay. So not cold call in the sense where I like yellow book their them. phone number and be like, hi, hey, I think you're cool. I'd really like to talk to you. I join yellow pages. <laughs> I just love you. Um, but social media and They're Instagram like, in particular is a really great place to discover people. Um, I follow a lot of really cool creators and stylists and influencers and just all these different people in the Toronto industry on Instagram. And I message people constantly um, you also saying, shout out brands really well. Yeah, saying gonna, like, okay, I was li- sorry, I'm interrupting, <laughs> but I was literally just gonna say, but when you started this, that you are one of the like key. You know, yeah. if you want to go to Naomi, if you want some lessons on collaborating, legit, and like making context, because you and are like keeping your keeping a brand and like, not being fake about it, because you. Yeah. you you just, I don't know, something about, you. like, I can't do it. But Me you just either. go out to you like, hello, I'm Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't, can't do it And you just don't, don't, like, you don't care. Yeah. You're just like, oh, if it doesn't go, you literally, doesn't go well, oh, well. But if it give, goes well, great. To give that's everyone yeah. a I'm background, like, she literally, like, will, will buy a product that's, like, you are really good at supporting Canadian brands as well. You'll buy a product and be like, shout out to this. And then, and then I'll see, like, the wing or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. You'll, like, put that on your story. And it's like. I feel like I can't do that because the people I've known in my past are going to make fun of me, which is so dumb. Like, I've got to get over this. I was that person in high school. And I just come into it. I'm going to see it and be like, you're a fake, like, fashion, like, oh, God, like, you're a girl who's trying so hard. hard." And I'm like, you know what? And somehow Naomi, I am. am, And that's because I want to get paid. So screw you guys. But also, you do it and you're just so, like, nonchalant about it. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. You're just like, huh. Well, this turned into a compliment session. You? I know. Well, thank you. Um, but yeah, I've definitely kind of tried to use social media to my advantage as much as I can. So yeah, developing classy. developing my profile just in a Be way. <laughs> um, Be a bit thirsty. A bit, just a bit. Yeah. Um, Nonchalant thirst. Yes. <laughs> Put that in your Tinder bio. Sorry. Sorry if you continue. need tagline help. Go to Emmett. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, this we, season we on the Real Housewives of Star Circle. <laughs> Emmett. <laughs> sorry. Naomi, go um, ahead. Why yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that, but I think using social media, your advantage is really helpful. Um, finding people online that you just think are cool. Really, I've never reached out to somebody where they've like clapped back and been like, oh, you're so lame, or they've like laughed. The worst case scenario is that they see it and they ignore you. And if they ignore you, you're in no worse place than when you originally messaged them. Most of the time, people are so shocked that I had the courage to message them or walk up to them and be like, hi, I'm Naomi. I really like your work. Um, To the point where they're so impressed that they end up being like, hey, can we connect later? Like, I was really impressed with your confidence, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of having that solid profile online then kind of backs that up where if you're someone who's outgoing and nice and courageous, but then they go and creep you later and they see really good content, that just looks so much better on you as well. So I've tried to use all of my collaborative kind of, I don't even know what they are, my collaborative moments to turn that into content that then makes me look better. I also think you've done a, yeah, I think... The main thing that I've noticed with you that you've done a really good job at is you keep your s- stuff consistent. Like you, you found your, I think this is good advice for everyone. Find your style, like in first and second year, really work on like determining what you like. Don't like, if you're someone like me who is, I, I'm a little bit all over the place. I've got, I don't know. I just, I like to go out and I like to be like on King Street, but then I like to go to my car. Like I think I have a lot of things where I'm Your like brand. I my brand is a bit too wide. I need to narrow it down. I think you've done a really good job at like really finding even the way you dress, you really are classic. You find small like boutique things that you like and you promote them. And so when people look at your Instagram, it's very consistent and it's very like under, understandable and it's clean and it's quick to un, like people will see it and be like, oh, I know this girl now. And it's a whole picture of you. And I think that's really important because, you know, as much as like social media kind of it's a, it's a lot of work and sometimes it's a bit brings you down. I think it can really help. And and also, I think a really important thing is to keep your Instagram or in, in whatever social media you have pleasant. Like 
I've made the mistake of doing like too many going out pictures and like it just it becomes a little bit of a place of like sucking out your energy and I think Instagram like almost like gloating yeah, yeah I think Instagram can really be incredible for connecting if you keep it light and you keep it upbeat people want to see things that are happy they don't want to social see them with social media and just feel like they're not doing enough with their time and it becomes like a competition I think it's almost like don't try too hard with it yeah don't yeah. try too hard and also don't underestimate LinkedIn it really honestly I just so updated my good. LinkedIn because yeah. I never had one and now I have and it's it. great like I it's really helpful when I was working well, I'm still at TNT but when I was doing Farfetch like I was um, on that end of it like the e-commerce um, when I was transitioning into like my assistant buying role the uh, woman who I would talk to all the time at far in, at Farfetch in LA was like oh Anna like add me on LinkedIn and she's older than me and I think she just she for me that was such a surprise but for her it was just like add me on LinkedIn like you want these connections maybe one day I'm like I want to move to LA like this will be a good starting job like who knows you know and so I think definitely don't underestimate that there's a reason your teachers are like telling you to do that in third and fourth year it's because it really can help going Back to your the Instagram thing and kind of having that certain brand as like young photographers and photographers, I think it's also important to have a consistent type of style like that you shoot yeah. almost. Totally. Um, I've been told multiple times that I have a certain, like there's a certain look to my photos. Like you can totally tell yeah. that that's something I shot. Which, oh yeah, if I see a photo that's by Emmett, I'm like, that's an Emmett photo. Which is good. Right. I mean, sometimes I feel like it, I sometimes I'm like, oh, it looks the same kind of thing. No, I think it's great. But a, a lot of people can then identify it and be at like, at least oh. at the beginning, it's nice to be recognizable. I mean, yeah. whatever happens later, you can branch out. I mean, I try my best. Because then you're gonna draw to, like, in those brands and those other collaborators yeah. that fill that, that aesthetic or that align yeah. with it. I try my best to like do different setups and different lighting things as much as possible and try to like keep the underlying thing the I same, try to but. I try like there's always like the one thing that's a consistent and then there's other things that I try to like add in like a different location or mm-hmm. right but there's always kind of like a certain way that I shoot it right well it's so like, I, it's I don't like know. people people say like it's a joke to like soul search but it really is I think important in your the beginning of your career to figure out what you're interested in what area of fashion you want to be in so that you can really try to make connections in that figure out what you what your presence and your online presence say to people so you can put the so you can position yourself mm-hmm. in the line of the people who are similar to you or that you yeah. think you're going to align with you're not there's no point in reaching out to people that you think you're going to clash with in terms of your views it's yeah. just going to cause problems later if you know that you're someone who like prefers to get to know someone over like a glass of wine out or over coffee in the morning like night versus morning it matters like for me i wouldn't be like let's go get coffee at eight in the morning on a saturday you know where i'm that you would i'm like hey can we get up at seven to go for brunch coat on i would be like let's meet with i'm gonna wear some like cute black ripped jeans and some like heels and we're gonna go out and like have a drink somewhere you know and like just knowing you have to be authentically you no yeah know yourself and like and don't feel bad that you're not someone else. Also, yeah, like I I've gone through periods where I'm like, I wish I was that morning person. You compare. And I'm, I'm like, that type of yeah. person. I compare myself. Yeah, to I compare, other I'm people like, oh, and it's I like, wish I could get up on a Sunday and like, you know, that's on you. But it's just not me. Yeah, neither. neither <laughs> just do yeah. you. Yeah. Just do you. Um, okay, so I think that's actually a really amazing place for a us bee. to stop. <laughs> um, leaving on a positive note, um, <laughs> we gave you all some really cool things to think about uh, today. I hope. Um, collaborating is something that we believe in. We we believe in that we love. We have and opinions on. As creative professionals, you have to collaborate nowadays. Nobody really experiences success in a silo, and especially in an industry as small as Toronto that is kind of growing. Um, it's really imperative for you to be social, to be out there, to be noticed, and to be someone who wants to work with others. Um, so, if you want to work with any of us where can Hi. they find you Emmett where can people find you um, you can find me on my website at emmetcherick.com or you can find me on my Instagram which is Emma Cherick. Um that's all my professional stuff and if you want to find out what I'm doing like personally um, my inst- my personal Instagram which uh, I use more probably more often than my other one is Lightspeed with four E's um, also talking about the agency I work I work at Judy Inc so if you're ever interested in that um, check out our website, judyinc.com. And um, I really have my personal Instagram and that's it. And it's Woo-hoo! Anna <laughs> and it's Anna Evans with an extra S at the end. And I'll be studying for the LSAT, so don't bother me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can all follow me um, on Instagram as well. I'm that's pretty much where I live. Um, so it's N B R R L Y. It's my full name with no vowels in it. So we're very chic. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Cool. Yeah. Um, and if you want to follow Style Circle and just work with the group in general, it's at Style Circle underscore org on Instagram or stylecircle.org, the website. Um, thank you all for listening. I think this is going to be our last episode for the first season. So let's give a round of applause Ooh. for season one. Um, as Lit. always, uh, check us out on Anchor and iTunes, um, Struggle Circle by Style Circle. Please like, rate, and subscribe, and let us know if you want a second season. We've had a lot of fun working on this first season this year. Um, we dove into some really deep topics, covered a lot of ground, um, and we've had a lot of fun doing it. So if you want to hear more, definitely let us know, and maybe we'll whip something up for you. Um, as always, thank you to Noah and CJRU1280. Um, they're the student radio station at Ryerson University. Um, so definitely check them out as well because they've got some really cool content to keep you entertained over and the summer. Thanks to all the guests that we had yes. on as well. And right? so many amazing guests and our Style Circle team members who made uh, an appearance. Um, so yeah, thanks all around and enjoy your summer. Bye! Bye. Bye.